Welcome to today's program, The Beauty of Grace. I'm Pastor Pete Norris of Harvest Fellowship Church, Goldsboro, North Carolina. And today we're going to talk about things Christians are dead to. And we talked yesterday in regards to being dead to sin. We're going to talk today to being dead to the law. What does that actually mean? You know, in Galatians chapter 2, verse 19, it says, For I, through the law, died to the law, that I might live to God. Now, we know that we've died to the law. We've died to the things that, that separate us. We've died to all the rules and regulations, the Ten Commandments, and the things that keep us under, under performance-based efforts. And I, I think there's so many people struggling with, you know, to have, if I do this and I do this and I do this, then I'm good. I want you to understand today that it's not about your performance. It's, it's about the finished work of Jesus Christ. You know, in Romans chapter 7, verse 4, it says, Therefore, my brother, you also have become dead to the law through the body of Christ, that you, being married to another, to him who was raised from the dead, that we should bear fruit to God. So we see here that we've died to the law. You know, so many people today don't understand what that even means. As we look at the Ten Commandments, people are fighting to get those back in the courthouse. They're fighting to get those up in their house. And the Ten Commandments was never even written for the Gentiles. It was written for the Jewish people. And the Ten Commandments is for the Jews. The 613 laws that was written by the Mosaic Law is for the Jewish people. It was never for the Gentiles. You and I have never been under the law. Because of the blood of Adam, you and I were committed to the nature of Adam. And we had a sin nature by being born into the world because of the fall of Adam. You know, the Bible is very plain in Romans chapter 5, verse 19. It says, because of the disobedience of, of one man, the many are made righteous, are made sinners. But because of the obedience of one man, the many is made righteous or justified. We realize that we've been justified by the blood of Jesus. We re realize that we've been set free from a, from a structured law-based, thou shall not, thou shall not, thou shall not, thou shall not. And most of us grew up in churches where it was thou shall not. Thou shall not do this, thou shall not do this, thou shall not do this, and thou shall not do this. And, and we've tried to follow those things. A lot of us did some, and then some of us just rebelled against them because it never brought any freedom. You know, under the law, one must find the will of God. Under grace, the Holy Spirit's responsibility to the believer is to reveal the, the will of God, and we just rest in Him. And see, that's the wonderful thing, I think, about discovering God's purpose and plan for your life. And I think that's why so many people struggle, is because, you know, the Old Testament and the Ten Commandments and the commandments and the law will tell you, you know, don't commit adultery. And we shouldn't commit adultery. But it will never supply you with a way not to commit adultery. See, that's the difference in grace and, and the law. The law always demands and grace always supplies. When Jesus came up to the woman that was caught in adultery, what's the first thing he told her? He said, you know, honey, where's your condemners? And she said, I don't have any condemners. He said, I don't condemn you either. Go and sin no more. And we can find that everybody knows John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believed in him should not perish but have everlasting life. But very few people know verse 17 when Jesus said, I didn't come into the world to condemn the world, but that through me the world might be saved. See, that, that's the wonderful thing about, about the, the grace of God is that you and I are not judged. Paul said, I don't even judge myself based on my flesh. In other words, 
My flesh is not who I am. I'm a spiritual being. I possess a soul and I live in a body. Soul is made up of the mind, the will, and emotions. But so many times we spend so many hours on this body that we're never going to keep. We spend so much hours on trying to get our mind right. And that's a wonderful thing because Romans 12 and 2 says, Be ye not conformed to this world, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. So we need to change the way we think. And if we can change the way we can think, we can change the way we behave. See, freedom is not in anywhere but your mind. Freedom's only in the mind. The Bible says where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Now, your spirit's always free. But if you're going to get your body free, you're going to get your mind free, you're going to have to convert what you're thinking and the way that you're thinking into the heart and the passion of God. See, as we begin to think on things that are good, think on these things that are pure, Philippians 4 and 8, think on these things that are whole, think on these things that are upright. As we begin to think on these things, we're not focusing on what we've done wrong because Galatians 2 and 19 says, For I, through the law, died to the law, that I might live to God. In other words, there's freedom in living. See, I think the church today needs to learn how to live. Uh, We're we, we trying to die when we need to learn how to live. We've been, we've been dead we, because we died in, in Christ and He resurrected in Christ. So always remember, the law always demands something from you. It won't ever help you fix it, but it will demand from you all the time. Paul said, I wouldn't even have known a covenant if I hadn't have read the law. If I hadn't have read it in the book that thou shalt not covet, I wouldn't even have known what that meant. So think about it as you were growing up in life. Your mom and dad said, don't go behind that door. That was your first cue to want to go behind that door. We're so busy in the church telling, telling people what they can't do, they can't enjoy what they can do. So they're not really sure whether they can do it or they cannot do it or should do it or ought to do it. Or And you know, the first thing we tell people when they get born again is you need to come to church, you need to pray, you need to fast, you need to tithe, you need to read your Bible. And all those things are absolutely wonderful. But we've made a law out of them and we've put demands on people instead of giving people freedom. The Bible said where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. See, that is the beauty of grace.